Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. All right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, D-Voice, and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me, of course is justin hillbilly boy campbell what what's uh going on in the uh albino white trash hillbilly land very, very little and uh it actually warmed up a little bit today so it's not not cold and completely nasty uh i wish it was a little more warm and like drying out type of weather because it has been sort of rainy and it wasn't a real pleasant weekend weather-wise but you know, can't can't be the beautiful beaches of Mexico everywhere, I guess. Yeah, it was a little chilly last night, actually. It's probably in the in the sixties. Yeah, 70s. high sixties. <laughs> it's a nice uh nice evening for a stroll. I was did you watch uh any of the playoff football this past weekend? I did not. I was busy being a incredible dad this weekend. I watched a whole bunch oh, of movies right. with my daughter. We we had our we had us a movie marathon this weekend, and that was so. That was my weekend. I, uh, I, I was paying attention to the scores and stuff, and I thought really hard about watching it. But it was the, the option was turn off the movies we were watching and watch a football game that she didn't want to watch, or continue watching fun movies and enjoying spending time with my daughter. So I went. I, I opted to be a good dad for the weekend. <laughs> oh, one weekend a year isn't going to kill you. That's right. It's, it was fun. Uh, uh, the, the game last night was a was a snooze fest. I watched like maybe the the second half of it, and it was just other than um, <laughs> Dallas's kicker missing fucking five extra points in a row. <laughs> Good God! Yeah, that's got to be some sort of fucking record. Um, other than that, it was not very entertaining. Lucky for uh, Tom Brady, he's got a nice fucking piece of ass to go home to again. You seen you his see, new fucking smoke show? Oh my god! Put her up there. Did you see that nice star of David nestled right in between her tits? <laughs> Put they really that up on the video. Yeah, must be nice. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> I thought we could. Um, we haven't really talked about these classified documents these very serious of course classified documents that have been discovered um in an unsecure location and we're not talking about Donald Trump this time i haven't heard much since they raided mar-a-lago and they were making a huge stink about everything that he had over there nuclear codes and what have you who's putting the whole the whole world at risk 
But apparently Joe Biden has been keeping some stuff next to his Corvette in a locked garage. And uh, depending on who you ask, that's either a nothing burger or it's something that we should really care about now. (laughs) Uh, Apparently his uh, degenerate son was also staying in this house that had the locked garage. So. Yeah, to me, that's one of the more interesting aspects of this is that not only were these classified documents in an unsecured location, but Hunter Biden had access. God only knows how much fucking coke he snorted off some hooker's ass with those documents, rolling them up and using them as a straw. That was the 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 reason the whole thing with Trump having that stuff was. Like he had, he even had the receipts and showed them of where at Mar-a-Lago it was all kept in a in an actually secured safe that the feds were aware of that they had come previously and inspected to make sure that it was secure that he didn't have anything that would be um, like a potential security risk like everything had already all of the due diligence on the part of Trump and the federal government to make sure that the stuff he had was secure and like nothing could come of it. And then they did the raid and all the other stuff and it got blown into this big thing. And as soon as he came out and started showing like the actual documents that he had that said like, they know that this is here. They know where it is. They've even made sure that the room is secure to their standards and everything else. Then it completely disappeared. Like the, uh, the left continued to run with the narrative that he was going to be, subpoenaed or he was going to go to jail for it or something but like it was a complete it was a complete nothing burger legitimately and all of the biden stuff not only did which i I mean it's not saying much to say that biden didn't know that he had it he he's not sure if they changed his diaper today or not so you know (laughs) it's not a huge stretch that he doesn't know he has these documents but they keep finding more like not only do they not know what he has they don't know where it is they don't know what it is like it's seems a little more and i don't know maybe it is maybe it's also nothing but the fact that there is no paper trail on any of that stuff kind of seems to make it a little more of a deal even if it's just dumb bullshit that (laughs) It, it is it is a pretty funny reminder that like this senile old man is actually in charge of a lot of importance. You know, it's like, oh my God, I can't believe that this guy could potentially be in charge of something. Like he just has no idea what's going on. And it, it just keeps getting more and more funny and sad at the same time that he is just completely clueless. It's not an exaggeration to say he doesn't know what day it is. If if I was a reporter, I would just ask, like, you. it would be like, you know, when these old people go to the doctor and they're like, who is the president of the United States? I bet you he would even get that question wrong. He's, <laughs> you know? yeah, he's gotten it wrong a couple of times live on stage. He's, he's referred to Obama as the president more, on more than one occasion when he's been doing public speaking events. So, Right. So, yeah, the idea that this that this is the guy in charge of the free world and the amount of um, important information that passes his desk or that he should be keeping track of is pretty fucking hilarious. 
I, I mean, I don't care about these class. Like, I don't even know what classified means anymore. They could class, they classify just about everything. I, I couldn't care. You know, I didn't give a shit that, that Trump had classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. I don't care that Biden had stuff in some garage. So like, I just don't give a shit. What I find interesting is the, the reaction to it from not only both sides of the aisle, but also the media. It is just a great example of like the the political hypocrisy and just no matter what the the criticism is from either republicans or democrats whatever they are criticizing the other side for they themselves are guilty of 100% of the time like it, they've never been uh criticizing the other side of something that they weren't themselves guilty of like it, they just they all do the same thing and that's why it's so funny that when it comes when it comes full circle and it's their turn to get their comeuppance, now you got all the the corporate press trying to carry water for him, making up these excuses as to why it was the end of the world when Donald Trump was doing it. But now that Joe Biden is caught doing the exact same thing, oh, he well, he's cooperating. And so it's fine now or like whatever like retarded excuse they can come up with. I didn't understand the whole um, making that a thing that he's cooperating. Like Trump was cooperating. They he didn't <laughs> like he didn't stop them at any point along the way. the The raid was not a lack of cooperation on Trump's part. The raid was a, a PR stunt to make it look like something that it wasn't. And, and all of and all of the supporting documents around the entire thing very clearly, or you know, make that very clear. Like that. They had no reason to raid Mar-a-Lago. They knew exactly what was there yeah. the whole time. Yeah, it was totally unnecessary <laughs> unless you're looking at it through this lens of, oh, this is a political move. They're trying to achieve political gains here. This has nothing to do with protecting American secrets or whatever. We still didn't even know what he had in there. And if he had anything in there that resembled what the media was pearl clutching over, we would have heard about it. But no, I don't, you, think, I don't think they can actually get anything out that's going to be of any significance, like anything that's going to have actual legitimately classified information on it. It's it's all going to be redacted and like the stuff that they've got their hands on is going to have been passed through multiple sensors before it actually gets to them. So it's not like there's a possibility that some like legitimately important documents could get leaked from what they're allowing a president or I guess in Biden or in Biden's case, vice president to take home with them. Like, Yeah. And it's, I, I always wonder what I would take with me if I was, I mean, like, Anytime I've left a job, like I didn't bring anything. I let whatever I had at my desk, it just stayed there. And it was somebody else's fucking problem after that. I don't think I would take any real documents that were like, you know, like something with a secret on, like who cares? I, I've already read it. I, I know what this is, you know. Um, I would probably take like some other mementos or something to uh to hang on the wall, but I, I classify documents, like who cares? And why do they even classify these? Like, <laughs> the whole thing is just so fucking stupid. They just pretend like the whole the whole thing about government is they have to put on this show 
this charade to make it look like they have these processes in place and there's this structure and this is how we do things. And we'll talk about the the debt ceiling process a little later in the show, but it's all just, it's all bullshit. It's all an illusion. There is no real process here. They just do these things and it, and they make it sound like it's this really sophisticated, fancy thing that we should be in awe of and we should be very protective over. But it's it's just completely ridiculous. They're just going through the motions. Yeah, the all of the wringing of hands and you know getting all worked up about these classified documents. It's uh, I mean it's I don't I don't understand the the. Uh, the fixation on it like it what is any of it actually going to accomplish like who's going to get their hands on it anyway like yeah who cares who cares i mean i guess if you legitimately believe that trump was colluding with russia back in 2016 and he has like russian spies that are in and around mar-a-lago and they're going to get their hands on all of this stuff so that they can find out i don't know how much money we're actually sending to Ukraine like what what are they going to get out of it that's going to give them some like leg up on the on the US like Russia has its own really serious problems economically and just as a country uh, outside of the whole Ukraine conflict and stuff like Russia is not this massive superpower threat to the US like it's been portrayed for the last year it's like everything around the everything around all of the narratives that they've built this whole like Trump boogeyman thing around is most of it's asinine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it does give you a, a pretty interesting insight into the mind of people that do still buy into this whole charade. I was, uh, we were talking, I think before we turned the, uh, the camera on or whatever, the recording on about this Rob Reiner guy out in Hollywood, because I was seeing some of his tweets. And it's just like, dude, I don't understand that mindset at all. So it's kind of interesting to start reading like tweets from him and what he's thinking. And this is how people think because they dig into these camps. I mean, his most recent tweet from yesterday was the sooner the DOJ can clear President Biden of any criminal wrongdoing, the sooner they can focus on saving the rule of law and our democracy by indicting Trump. <laughs> okay. Um, let's let's continue. The difference between Joe Biden and Donald Trump is Joe Biden is a decent law abiding citizen. Uh, oh, person, not citizen. Donald Trump is a pathologically lying criminal. So I guess that's the difference here. That's the difference. Is that Joe Biden is a law-abiding person, and he's decent. He's very decent, you know. And and Donald Trump is just this horrible, horrible guy that's you know unprecedented, unprecedentedly bad. And even though they've just been caught doing the exact same thing. One is okay because we like them, and the other is just needs to be indicted by by the Department of Justice as soon as possible, so that we can get back to our democracy. Never mind that if we wanted to dig into Hunter's dealings with Burisma and the influence that Joe Biden was holding over Hunter throughout all of that, that's probably legitimately criminal. Whereas the things that they claim Trump did that were criminal are actually just following the tax code as it's written it dude 
I, do they just not see any of these stories? Like, are they just ignorant of them or are they seeing them and they just ignore them after they see it and they tell they, themselves they, these lies? Johnny, they're the monkeys. They're the see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil monkeys. They don't run it. They cover their face and they don't want anything to do with any of it. They only believe what is fed to them by the Kareem Jean Pierre and the mainstream media. That's it. <laughs> From here's another one. From a political standpoint, I understand why Garland appointed a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden. As pointless as it is from a legal standpoint, I can accept it. What I won't accept is Trump not getting indicted. <laughs> but, but, oh, God, I, I just, dude, I don't know how you reach people like that. They, they seem to be un, unsavable. Hey, we're on year six of Trump's going to jail. It's going to happen. Yeah, the walls are closing in. <laughs> but I mean, like what how could you look at joe biden and he's you know he's been in the public eye for forever how do you take a look at his track record and say this is a law-abiding decent human being and he doesn't lie about anything never mind his martin luther king day speech where he talked about uh, fighting the apartheid in South Africa and getting arrested, which never happened. He talked about being a part of the civil rights movement, movement, which also never happened. CNN verifies that the civil rights movement thing was a complete lie. Um, I, I'm trying to remember. He graduated which... with three degrees at the top of his class. It never happened. Uh, or at the bottom of his class with one degree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, but he, like, he, he lies every time he opens his mouth. I mean, he's a politician. That's what they all do. Um, he's particularly bad at it though. Like they aren't even good lies, and they're like pointless lies. He doesn't like well, really the, gain anything from them. The reason that he got passed over when he tried to run for president, I think it was back in the 90s, was because he was so dishonest. They were like, nothing that you say checks out. You're yeah, you're a pathological liar, you plagiarize half of your speeches, like you we can't run you for president as a fucking joke he's literally like he's one of the phoniest people you'll see i mean say what you want about donald trump he is genuinely donald trump like he's not putting on a show that is him and all of his ridiculous buffoonery like that's donald trump he was always just like fucking genuine and now you can hate who he is and how he acts but like I don't think he was ever really putting on a show. I think that's just who he is. Um, Joe Biden is just like a two-faced liar every time he fucking opens his mouth. And I just don't understand. I, I still can't understand these people. Like Donald Trump was in the public eye as long as uh, Joe Biden. I mean, how long has Donald Trump been a fucking celebrity? Right? Oh, yeah. Right? And, and like nobody had a problem with him until – he was running for president. Then all of a sudden he's a racist. <laughs> Just like, wait a minute. What about the last like 40 years when he was running around, you know, doing all this like Donald Trump stuff and the celebrity shows and putting his name, his fucking name on all these gaudy buildings and everything. It's <laughs> Just like he's doing cameos on mo in movies. He's all over the place. Commercials. Nobody had a problem with him. And then all of a sudden he runs for president and he's literally Hitler. Didn't one of the streaming services edit his cameo in Home Alone 2 out of it? 
I heard I heard that. Yeah. I think they did. Yeah, when they like put it on TV around like Christmas time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dude, yeah. The uh, I don't know, man. We are really living in a clown world. And I, I just I always try to fit, like get into the head, the mindset of these types of people. I just can't imagine being faced with over like the exact same situation, like months apart. How long ago was Donald Trump raided? So like six months ago or something. Yeah. yeah. OK. <clears throat> now the exact same thing happens and it's just not a problem or but, you know, for Republicans, now they're screaming to the top of the hills that this is like the worst thing ever when they were poo-pooing it when Donald Trump got caught doing the same thing. And it's like, can't you guys just see this theater for what it is? There's no difference between Republicans and Democrats. They just, you know, they've carved out their own territory and they're just going to go back and forth like this, uh, accusing each other of doing the exact same thing that they were doing six months ago and explaining away why it's okay for them to do it and not for the other side and republicans don't stand for anything and they're going to put on these show trials and all these like stupid committees that aren't going to achieve anything it's like oh yeah you've never seen that from democrats now have we <laughs> no no worthless hearings there no nothing around january 6th that they're still going at uh two years after the fact it really is just unbelievable the the level um the success of the propaganda and how hard it is to break through that and free people's minds from this state control that they're under it's incredible i mean this you know this rob reiner guy i mean yeah he's in hollywood but he's not like a young guy he's old and I just can't I, I just can't believe being that old watching this over and over the same fucking thing play out over and over again and still finding ways to justify um, your, your position and to carry water for these politicians who have done nothing. They've they've failed by any measure of what they've said, and which is why every time there's a you know, every time there's an election or something, we're talking about the same problems every year, year after year. It's they've, they've never fixed anything. Has anything gotten better since they've. I mean, maybe we can we can transition into the, the national debt thing. We're over thirty one trillion now. We're at thirty one point four trillion bonded national debt. Uh, you know, if you just go back to Barack Obama, we were at nine trillion nine something pushing 10 and you know one of the intro clips to the show is uh obama talking about how raising the debt ceiling doesn't increase the debt <laughs> i think that's still in there right um yeah okay so raising the debt ceiling doesn't increase the debt we've we've spent 21.4 trillion dollars since Barack Obama first got into office and we've been raising the debt ceiling every time we come up to it, <laughs> which again, I always, uh, I've always been calling it the debt target because it's like they're shooting for this thing and they hit it and then they just move the target a little farther away. It's certainly not a ceiling. If every time you bump up against it, you raise it. 
what do we have to show just since Barack Obama? What's gotten better for the the twenty one point four trillion dollars that they've spent? Anything? Anybody's life um, materially better than it was before because of the government? I mean, there are a lot of Ukrainian oligarchs who now own ski resorts. So that is true. I yeah. would. I, I, I would was talking about if you own a ski. Yeah. I would assume if you now own a ski resort in Norway or Sweden, your life is probably markedly better. That's fair. That's fair. I was referring to only people who are um, legally allowed to vote in American elections. Oh, those people don't I matter. You know that. That. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it is just unbelievable. Like, what problem that that you know they decided to address from you know even call it george george bush doubled it from five to ten so even just in this century you know in the 2000s we went from five to 31.4 and it's like what the fuck do they have to show for it what's gotten better in terms of all the things that government's involved in the healthcare system, uh, Obamacare, uh, Affordable Health Care, whatever Affordable Care Act, that anybody's health care better than it was before? Um, how's the uh, the housing market? How's you know how's the job market doing? How's that inflation working out? How's the education system? Is college more affordable now? Because you know that's. That was what, you know, uh, Barack Obama came in and the Affordable Care Act and uh, put in all these uh, these safeguards to cut out the the greedy middleman to make college more affordable. It was just like everything that they're involved in is an unmitigated disaster. They've and they just keep spending money. Like, when is it going to stop? That would be my question for the debate. Thirty one point four trillion wasn't enough. So how high do we need to go with this? And are you ever going to stop raising the debt ceiling? Can we just get rid of it? Can we just get rid of it? Just get rid of the ceiling? At least we won't have to talk about it every couple of years. Let's drop the charade and just say, okay, we don't have a debt ceiling anymore. We're just going to, whenever we decide it's time to spend more money, that's what we're going to do. And because that's, that's what we're going to do anyway. That's, that is my overarching point. This whole thing is bullshit. They won't drop it, even though it wouldn't make any difference whatsoever, except the, you know, the two weeks of political theater surrounding the debt ceiling. Because if they drop it, then it's like, oh, then maybe the Rob Reiners of the world, like, oh, we didn't need the debt ceiling. They don't even need to tax us. Why are we going through the charade of filling out our fucking taxes if they're just going to print the money and spend as much as they want? I, I mean, there's there's nothing stopping them from doing that. Why do they have to collect all these tax dollars from us? Why not just print the money? It's like, oh, well, because we have to go through this process. And then, you know, if you get rid of the taxing, then it's like, well, what is the price that you pay for a civilized society? And then you lose the, oh, they're not paying their fair share. And you can't demonize the billionaires for not paying enough in tax. Like they lose all of these talking points and this structure that they've put in place to control people's minds. It's it's fucking incredible, man, to just think of all the things that they do. And this is what like why we talk about the religion of the state, because they're these like meaningless rituals that we go through year after year. We do the same thing over and over again. And these are like, you know, 
the sacraments. You're not allowed to question them. You can't get rid of them. I mean, what's going to happen if you if you miss communion on Sunday? <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, is anything really going to change in your life? Probably not. I don't know. I'm not the most religious guy, but um <laughs> never would have guessed that yeah um but i mean this debt ceiling thing is just incredible the original debt ceiling do you have any idea what it was this is why i find it so funny that they keep raising it take a guess at what the original debt ceiling was Uh, what was it like ten thousand or something oh it was more than that it was uh, yeah it was it was 11 and a half billion (laughs) when was that it was right after it was um right around i think it was either the early 20s or is right around world war one because so they created the federal reserve and the federal reserve initially was not allowed to buy government debt because they were like oh well then they're just going to finance the debt and this is going to create this incestuous relationship where they keep loaning money to the federal government and they can create the money out of thin air and so they put in this you know, they put in this provision that said they couldn't buy government debt. And then I think it was around World War One when they needed to fund the first war, where they got rid of that provision so that they could loan money to the federal government. But they said, hey, this isn't going to be just a, a blank check for the government. We're going to put in a debt ceiling so that this doesn't get out of control. And the original debt ceiling was like 11.4 or $11.5 billion or something like that. And um, a hundred years later or so, we'll call it a hundred years, we're at 31.4 trillion and it's not enough. It's not enough to solve all the problems that government has taken on. Even though I thought world hunger was only 40, what was the price tag on that? 40, 45 billion, something like that. Yeah. 40 billion, solve world hunger. Yeah. I mean, this is so much money. It, we can't wrap our heads around how much one trillion is, let alone thirty-one trillion. And here we are again having this debate every couple of years. We got to we got to raise this debt ceiling, or we're going to have to shut down the government, or people won't get their social security checks, or something like that. Which I remember when Obama was saying that, and it was a very interesting admission that people's social security was dependent on us taking on more debt. I don't know why they don't, you know, why they threaten people's, um, you know, benefits like that, instead of just saying, oh, don't worry, it's all in the the social security trust fund, all the money's there. So it doesn't matter if we can't take on more, if we can't raise the debt ceiling and take on more debt, you'll still get every penny that's coming to you. It's like, no, no. If, uh, if we can't raise the debt ceiling, you're not going to get what we promised. And it's literally an admission that they're running uh, a massive Ponzi scheme. And the only way they can keep it going is if they borrow more money. Hmm. So what's going to, I've been kind of perusing a couple articles about the upcoming debt ceiling battle that's going to be playing out. What are your, what are your thoughts on that and what's going to come of that? Cause we know the house Republicans, at least as part of their, uh, that contingent that was holding up McCarthy uh, fighting against the debts or fighting against increasing our national debt, um, putting, putting budget cuts into any, 
increase in the debt ceiling, stuff like that was huge parts of the allowances that the GOP had to make to them in order for them to agree to allow McCarthy to be speaker. What are your thoughts on what this whole battle is going to look like? Um, like they're not going to, they're not going to cut the defense budget for whatever reason, the GOP are still a bunch of fucking war hawks and they've got to support Ukraine no matter what. So they're not cutting the defense budget. Uh, for some reason, there's some belief that like, China and Russia are developing all kinds of like state of the art military technology. So we need to outspend them or some dumb shit. I, I saw that. I saw an article about that like a year or two ago, and it was quite possibly the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. But that like that's the belief of the of the war hawks on the right. So they'll never cut that. Um, what do you think is going to come of this? What what kind of concessions are they going to make to? to try to rein this thing in. Yeah, that's that's a good question. I'm not exactly sure where they're going to find these supposed cuts. Wherever they decide to put them though, they'll be 10 years out at least. I mean, that's what they do. So they'll be like, "Oh yeah, we're going to we're going to cut, you know, a trillion and a half in spending over the next 10 years." And none of those cuts come in the first, you know, two uh, like cycles of uh, election cycles for a Congress, right? It's always going to be somebody else's problem. And 10 years down the line, they'll just be like, oh, yeah, we're well, now we're really going to do it over the next 10 years. And they just keep pushing this shit out. That's why nothing ever gets cut. They it, at best, they cut the growth of spending because every year the budget uh, we spend more than we did the year before. Um, every year the national debt goes up, even, you know, under Clinton, when they talk about, oh, he like, he balanced the budget and blah, the national debt went up every year. They just put stuff off, but they do all these accounting gimmicks and stuff. They take this off budget. They take that off budget to make it look like they, they balanced something, but they didn't actually, I mean, the national debt always goes up. I, you know, there'll probably be some minor cuts They they won't touch you know, the third rails of social security isn't going to be touched, Medicare, Medicaid, like all the things that are actually driving like, and the military, you know, budgets, they're going to find like ticky tack shit around the edges that will add up to it. They'll make it sound like a big number, a trillion, maybe 1.5 trillion. And that's all those. Yeah. They'd be like, we're going to cut a trillion dollars from the, from the deficit over, they won't even say over 10 years, but it will be over 10 years. And it's just, it never materializes. And there's a reason why they, they do it over 10 years, because by that time, you'll have a whole new Congress, right? They won't be bound, like the next people that get in there aren't going to be bound by the previous uh, shit that people put in place. It, I do think, I do think they'll go after some of the Inflation Reduction Act stuff the the eighty seven thousand IRS agents and some of the other oh that's right um, yeah, he was talking about that some of the really negligently like wasteful stuff that was included in that and I think they'll also go after some of the build back better stuff the infrastructure bill or whatever because um there are a lot of regulatory agencies that were getting extra money for a bunch of different stuff and it's stuff that if they're if they're smart, they'll go after that stuff because it's stuff that when it gets through the House, like they can pass it on party lines in the House. When it gets to the Senate, 
it's stuff that they can get Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema on board with. And and maybe even uh, what's the other one that had been kind of line, aligning herself with Mansion and Cinema? I can't remember her name now. Anyway, there there's there's two or three that if they go after those specific things, they can get the uh, they can get the more contentious Democrats, or I guess Cinema's an independent now, but whatever. They can get the ones who are kind of on the fence there to side with them and and pass it through the Senate as well. So I mean that's assuming that they're intelligent enough to figure this shit out. Um, yeah, no, that, that, that's, uh, those are good points. And again, it's just, it's just not going to make it. We're rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. <laughs> right. I mean, even if they did get away, get rid of all of that stuff, you're removing things that just got added in the last year. So it's not like you're actually like making a dent in anything. Yeah. You're just oh, like, like, they're going to be like, dude, the the Democrats will be up in arms. They're coming after your green blah 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 blah. You know, climate change initiative. The world's gonna end, and it's like, dude, they're cutting like a hundred billion dollars over ten years. <laughs> it's like, it's like I'm if blown. you were going bankrupt. If you were going bankrupt and you bought this really nice Ferrari, and then you realized, oh shit, I'm going bankrupt. So then you turned around and you sold the Ferrari, and you can be like, look. I had this monthly payment and now I don't have this monthly payment anymore. So obviously I'm saving money, right? Yes. It's like, well. Yeah. Well, and, and you're you're at the bank right now and you've maxed out all your credit cards and you're just telling them why they need to increase your limit. Just increase my debt limit a little bit. I got rid of the Ferrari. <laughs> it's like, oh, in that case, sure. It, don't worry. I'm go. not going to take on any more debt. No, no. This is just so that we can. Pay, I can just pay the bills that we've already racked up and all these other right. ridiculous lies that we tell. That's right. If you'll increase my limit, then I can get another credit card to pay off all of those credit cards and yes. everything will be good. I'll be yeah, paid up so with your MasterCard and we'll just keep rotating these cards around and see how long we can keep this game going. The definition I, of circle jerk. Yeah. Man, it is just unbelievable how much they have. I mean, just in the last 20 years, it's just an insane amount of money. And if you were to go back 20 years ago and tell these people, you know, how much money do you need to spend over the next 20 years in order to get your utopia? Nobody would have said $21.4 trillion, thirty. Or what is it? Yeah, at the at the turn of the fucking century, we were like under five trillion. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So it's like, Jesus Christ, nobody would have said if I said, "Hey, I'll give you twenty trillion dollars to to spend over the next twenty years. Can you solve all these problems?" The answer would have been absolutely. And if we had, if we could go back and look at what the politicians were talking about in 2005 and 2008 and 2012, did any of those cuts ever materialize? <laughs> the Tea Party and uh, all, all of these spending cuts that, that people were, were talking about, nothing got cut. Nothing got cut. They build in like a, a certain percentage of increase to all of these budgets call it 10% a year, everybody's budget is going to go up by 10%. And then they say, over the next 10 years, we're only going to increase your budget by 8%. See, we cut 2% from the budget. That's why nothing ever goes down. That's why government keeps getting bigger and why these problems keep getting bigger. They're incentivized to pour more and more money into it. 
I mean, why would you ever solve a problem from a, a bureaucratic standpoint? I mean, as long as the problem persists and you can just keep raising the debt ceiling and getting more money, why would you ever fix anything? It's it's the it's the trope of like modern medicine. Like a uh, a, a patient cured is a customer lost. Like why would you why would you do anything to actually fix the problem if you're in government when by continuing to create new problems, you can just keep milking that yeah. cow forever? Yeah, that's exactly right. And you can always go back to the people and just blame it on the Republicans and Republicans can blame it on the problems on the Democrats. And we just keep going back and forth playing this stupid fucking game of uh, tennis or whatever. Well, they were in charge for the last two years and it's their fault. So if you give us an extra $3 trillion, just three, they needed seven. We only need three. If you give us another $3 trillion, we'll fix the problems that they made. And, you know, another $9 trillion later, when the next guy takes over, they're like, see all of the money they spent? Now, if you only give us $4 trillion, we can fix the problems that they caused. Yeah. <laughs> Keep kicking that can down the road. Even if we're just to roll back spending to like 2019 levels, like pre-corona, it would be $2 trillion less every year. I mean, I think we were, we were around four something trillion and now we're over six something trillion every year. Um, do, could we, if we were to just try to cut two trillion immediately, imagine the fucking shit the the brick that these fucking politicians would shit sideways trying to cut two trillion dollars from the budget right away, even though it just takes us back four years. It, it, it never goes back. There's never, you know, it's not like fucking Walmart. We're not rolling back prices. This is the government. It's always they're always fucking pushing forward. It's a cancer. And to to not be able to see that at when we like i get it when the numbers were small and the problems were like they were there but they weren't so fucking enormous and cartoonish and now we're just at fucking ridiculous level 31.4 trillion dollars like how do you just not look at that and be like okay what is the plan here from just take a step back a sobering look what are they doing what are we doing here? How are we going to get out of this? Are we ever going to stop raising the debt ceiling? <laughs> I mean, like, and are they ever going to actually follow through on any of these promises? We see all of these politicians leaving Washington with tons of money. Um, they're all getting rich over there. All the, the politically connected people are getting rich. All the politically connected people overseas are getting rich. And the American people are drowning up, up to their fucking eyeballs in debt. Um, a lot of it personal, but also, uh, you know, compounded by the, the federal debt. And that, oh, by the way, that's not even taking into account all the local debt, you know, at the state levels. All these states are fucking bankrupt, too. I mean, we are, we are so fucking screwed. It's unbelievable. And to to look to these people that are in charge now and have any sort of faith that they can do something to fix this, when you you look at the way they operate, they can't even really keep this charade serious. They're just putting up fucking four thousand page bills like the night before. Nobody knows what's in it. One point seven trillion. Sure, let's pass that. 
let's argue about how you can't fucking possibly not pass this, even though none of us have read it. So important to our democracy. We have to we have to pass it or else we can't fund our government. We can't we'd have to shut things down. Oh, God. no. Yeah, our democracy. Again, I've never heard anybody talk about what is so good about a democracy. Any of these people that are like our democracy, we got to save our democracy. What is so good about it? Just tell me one thing that's good about democracy. And I'll tell you five things, five reasons why you're wrong. But <laughs> anyway, um, looking forward to that debt ceiling debate. That's always uh, some great political theater. Maybe we'll get, I don't know if we'll get any better quotes than we we have of uh, Barack Obama talking about how it doesn't raise the debt. It just... All it does is say, pay the bills that you've already racked up, Congress. <laughs> I Just boldface fucking lies. Um, the thing about Joe Biden is he can't even lie anymore because he can't get out a coherent sentence. So you don't even have to worry about him lying anymore. <laughs> he can't he can't put a thought together and get it, you know, and articulate it. Uh- during his uh, Martin Luther King Day speech, he once again notices a young girl in the audience and just like trails off and says, oh, hi, hi. I'd like to get a picture with you later. It's like, dude, quit sniffing yeah, he kids' heads. Yeah, he oh. does. Quick, quick pick and a sniff. It's like he needs a handler that says whenever the urge to say like the most cringy thing comes to your head, just let it go. Just let it go and don't say it. Like even even the people who like to like take jabs at him for it, it's like, could you stop already? It's gotten it's gotten PB on the point of cartoonish. Yeah, well, it's going to be really interesting to see if he can make it to uh, the next election. I don't you know, I know some people are talking about they're going to try to use these classified documents as, as a way to sort of push him out before uh, before the next election. I just don't, I feel like you could just put him to bed, (laughs) like literally put him to bed, just be like, not tell him that he's not president anymore and nothing would change as far as he's concerned. I don't know why you have to go through this like elaborate thing, but the idea that he's going to run for president again against Donald Trump. (laughs) Oh my God. I hope it happens. I really do. I've been I've been saying for a while that I think they're going to try to get him out sometime before the end of this year. Like you want to go into. So it has been historically proven that incumbents have a better chance of winning in elections. And and like the state of Indiana, the uh, the Republican Party actually kind of plays that game fairly well. It was a. It was due to a technicality back in the like late 90s where the secretary of state died and so they had to um appoint a new secretary of state like midterm so with roughly a year i think it's like i think it's like 14 to 16 months left in the term is when they appoint the new one so what ends up happening and it's it's Indiana. So it's always going to be a Republican. Like they don't have to worry really about a, a Democrat winning. Um, so what happens is about 14 months before the election for secretary of state, the sitting secretary of state has to step down because they've already served their full term because they were appointed 
before the end of the last term. So now with 14 months to go, a new one is appointed. And now in the election in the upcoming year, they appear on the ballot as the incumbent because they are the sitting secretary of state. So you're you're always the you're always running an incumbent every single time. You're never coming into the ballot with like a brand new fresh face that people don't know anything about. It's your reelect so and so that just got appointed, uh, you know, before the end of the last term. So it's kind of a game that they that they play and very successfully. Um, so I kind of feel like something like that's going to happen, like mid year or so, oust Joe ha- or have him resign for health reason- reasons or something. Put whoever the next person's going to be in there because I don't think it's Kamala, but I don't know how they'll go around. I don't know how they'll go about getting her out, but I'm sure they've got something that they can lean on to get rid of her. Put whoever the next person that they actually want to be their presidential candidate in 2024 in place. And then and then in 2024, you're running for re-election because you've already been the president for the last year and a half. So it's a familiar face. They I mean, they really have nobody. Other than I mean, I guess you could roll with Michelle Obama. I don't know why she would want the job. They're doing just fucking fine over there in Martha's Vineyard, making fucking 20, 40 million dollars a year off of all these goddamn, you know, um, book deals and Netflix specials and podcasts and everything like that. I don't well, know. Well, that's the thing, you- too. It's like, who's the who's the darling of the Democratic Party? Uh, Beto, he keeps getting his ass whooped. Everything he runs for, he loses. Stacey Abrams, everything she runs for, she loses. Uh, like, who who's the... Who's the up and coming star of the Democratic Party? No, dude, they have nobody. Um, They don't even have people that Democrats like, which is fucking hilarious. Like, Democrats will support whoever they put up there. And I think we've really learned that over the last uh, two plus years. I mean, voting for Joe Biden, who clearly had dementia at the time, and he's just been getting progressively worse. And then the midterm, you're voting for uh, uh, fucking stroke victims. What's that guy's name? Uh, Fetterman. John Fetterman. Jesus Christ. I mean, they'll they'll vote for anybody with a D next to their name. So they don't give a shit, really. But in order to get it, in order to get those like swing votes, you got to have somebody up there that can do something. I guess I don't know. Um, they just have there's nobody. They don't even have anybody that's like charismatic whatsoever. They're all just terrible at it. Uh so yeah, other than yeah, I think Michelle Obama would easily win, but I just don't see why she would want to do that. Or he, I don't know. <laughs> oh, just kidding. Oh my gosh, have you gone down that rabbit hole? <laughs> no. Google for all of our loyal listeners google michelle obama pregnant and if you find a picture send it to me because <laughs> it does not exist yeah no, i just didn't want to assume her gender you know this day and age uh-huh. yeah uh, okay i'm working on being uh more politically correct it's my goal for 2023 <laughs> yeah no other than just like the goofy memes that people put out there i've never never gone down any rabbit holes for that but it you know it's funny stuff 
It is funny stuff. <laughs> that is know. an interesting rabbit hole. Conversation for a completely different show, though. Probably one of my shows. Not, yeah, not I'll do a fact show. check on that. Get some baby pictures of uh, whatever their daughter's names are. The one that was banging Hunter Biden and then the other one. Wait, what? <laughs> you don't remember those? There was a, on the Hunter Biden's like laptop leaks. There was a picture that no. some people claim was one of the one of the Obama daughters uh, naked on the bed with Hunter. And then there was also another picture that was very definitely a credit card that belonged to one of the Obama daughters. I can't remember which one it was now, but it was like it was very clearly her name on the table with the credit card next to the line of Coke. Like, Oh, I, I think I remember the credit card thing. I don't know. Oh, God, that is so fucking weird, man. That is so goddamn weird. <laughs> <laughs> and again now joe biden's just this decent guy decent law-abiding guy you know yep, yep. and uh hunter is like the smartest man that he's ever met so, he is yeah. one of the best one of the best painters as well <laughs> oh my god dude this is gonna be a very interesting next uh year or so that's all i can tell you i i don't i can't imagine this clown world going on much longer i mean like eventually we have to get serious about something um i think people are going to force that hand and we can't just keep doing this i mean this it's funny to watch it happen uh, and just point to it and be like this is this is your democracy here this is what we're we're all fucking fighting over these guys these idiots and this is the thing that you're holding you're, you know you're pinning your fucking hopes and dreams to these people over here in Washington. Good. And the more insane it gets, that. the better it is for content, though. Yes. Yeah. Especially since we're doing the show three days a week now. We need we need all the content we can get. But man, it really I like we we have to be at the end of this rope. I mean, just fiscally, we're 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 it's over. I mean, we're at the end of the rope. And then, you know, when you look around at the just the other like anecdotal evidence that this is the fall of an empire, it, it really is just uh, bad times coming, bad fucking times coming. And it's it's really time to get serious about addressing these problems. And these are not the people to do it. I mean, nobody in Washington is serious about ad addressing anything. Um, if they were, they would just do it. Not, they wouldn't raise the debt ceiling. How about how about just not doing that? How about you got to figure out how to make it work with thirty one point four trillion? How about that? <laughs> like I think that's plenty of uh, it was plenty of room. We give you a lot of runway there. Figure out how to make it work with thirty one point four trillion. I mean, they're I, I think I, the numbers I saw they were spending was it one hundred and twenty percent of GDP now. Good God. Yeah. We are ranked 20% of the US GDP. And they want to increase it. So, I mean, that, I forget what the threshold was when, when they talk about you just being like a fucking failed state. It, it was less than 120% of GDP, though. Almost, I think it was like around 100% of GDP. And now we've surpassed that. So, yeah, this is... Uh, this is a disaster in the making. So buckle up, everybody. 
Make sure you um, continue to listen to this podcast three days a week. I will be putting out the Substack probably tomorrow. Is tomorrow Wednesday? Yeah. I think it'll come out tomorrow. And so uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Those of you who are already supporting listeners of the show will be grandfathered into all the paywall content. I will be putting out some free stuff as well. And um, that's, I think that's all I got. You got anything going on? I did an interview with Jason Rink over the weekend. That was really, really fun. Uh, and I also did one with Tommy Sammons. Uh, Jason's episode will be coming out tomorrow for those who missed it live. And then the one with Tommy will be coming out next Monday for those who missed it live. Live videos are up on YouTube if you just want to go watch them beforehand. But for the people who don't watch videos and just listen to stuff, yeah, they come Justin's out tomorrow. Got a YouTube channel, ladies and gentlemen. Must be nice. I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can create you a new one. I mean, you have to start from scratch, but. Well, yeah, we should probably um, figure that out. Might be time to look into that. Yeah. And well, now that we've been proven, um, you know, all these coincidences have been coming to light. And did, I, did I tell you about the uh, the last episode that I had removed from YouTube on my show? Uh, we had talked about some of the COVID stuff. It got taken down. I appealed it. I said, literally everything that we talked about in this episode has been verified by the CDC and the FDA and Pfizer themselves. Like, this is not medical misinformation. And holy shit, they put the video back up. I That's like the, uh, that's only the second time I've had that happen. Uh, yeah, I was one of the two I was national employees over at YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you can start actually telling truth these days on YouTube. Huh? I don't know. I, I think you still have to kind of, limit how much truth you're willing to tell but at least a little bit yeah it, it would be nice just to be able to put out some, some shorter clips and things like that to uh to circulate around the interwebs but stay tuned for that maybe that'll be another goal for 2023 get the youtube channel up and running again and keep it up and running <laughs> and I can set us up with live with to do live videos on there too. And then we can have some live streams and talk talk shit or whatever. Ooh, that can be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. Become a supporting listener of the show. I'll link to that in the description. We're gonna do a Friday night happy hour this Friday. Uh, we've been doing them at 7.30 Central Time, so plan on that. Those are always a lot of fun. And if you guys can do all that for us, we will be back with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace. <laughs>